open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Mark Wong Tower, Mark Wong Tower, this is Albatross 13, requesting permission to land. Over. I don't need a computer to tell me how to land a damn airplane. Six. Heads up display, check. Five. Lasers, check. Four. Particle beam, check. Three. Photon bolts, check. Two. Chair control, check. One. Let's do it. Broadcasting from a secret underground location somewhere in Moss Eisley, this is the Docking Bay 77 Podcast. Make yourself comfortable. The show is about to start. Welcome to the Docking Bay 77 podcast. I am your host, Dayton Johnson. Joining me this week, I have the co-host of the Film By podcast, Jeff Johnson. How's it going, Jeff? It's going great. Ready to rock and roll. Sounds good. And joining me again, friend, artist, John Wright. How's it going, John? It's going pretty well. How about you? Living the dream, man. Living the dream. All right. Before we get into it, listeners, do us a favor. What every other podcast asks you to do, uh, give us a review, give us a rating on whatever podcast app you use. Five-star ratings help us out immensely, and we love to hear from you, so a review is wonderful. If you want to help us out in other ways, you can go to Patreon, and for as little as $1 a month, you can help offset the cost of this podcast. There. Now, (laughs) we are in September. It is my anniversary, one-year anniversary of being a podcaster. So I decided the whole month should be filled with stuff I want to talk about because it's my freaking anniversary. So one of the things that I happen to love, and most people that know me know this, that I'm a big Metallica fan and have been since 1985. So we are doing an episode suggested by Jeff Johnson. He decided what a great idea it would be if we compared Megadeth's Killing Is My Business versus Metallica's Kill Em All. And that's what we're going to do. Let's start with uh, John. Uh, what was your gateway into these bands? You were my gateway into these <laughs> bands. And I'm damn proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had heard, obviously, I, I had heard of them. I had probably heard some of their things here and there along the way. But I was le- living a pretty sheltered musical life um, prior to my senior year in high school and my early years in college. Um, so I was always into metal and hard rock, but, you know, kind of shied away from some of these things. I had heard master of puppets a few years ago, or a few years before that and liked it, but just never went out and bought it and, you know, hanging out with you in the radio station and then eventually teaming up and doing our own radio show. Right. 
you know, your musical tastes tended to rub off on me for better or worse. <laughs> Iran would say worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, uh, how'd you get into these bands? Uh, I'll tell you, I've, uh, I've talked about this before, uh, bef- you know, on, on other shows, but uh, I was very fortunate to have two older cousins who definitely informed my music taste and my movie taste at a very young age. They were about three or four years older than me. So I was always looking up to them, always wanting to, Hey, whatever they're into, it's the cool stuff, you know? Right. And I distinctly remember uh, the day I heard both these bands for the, you know, for the first time. And uh, it was because they had introduced it to me. And I thought, I thought I knew what rock was. I thought I knew what heavy stuff was. And then I heard, you know, I heard Metallica and I heard Megadeth and everything changed. So, <laughs> Well, yeah. I was lucky. Um, I had both an older brother and uh, one of my best friends at the time, Timber, his older brother, Todd, uh, were very much um, into music. Uh, I listened to Led Zeppelin when I was little because of my brother. Um, he was the reason why I li- listened to Kiss. Um, he was the reason I listened to ACDC you know, Iron Maiden, a lot of those guys, you know, and uh, Timber and his brother, you know, were big into that too. So every time I was hanging over their house, they're playing stuff like Saxon and whatever. So it was through them, um, mostly my brother as well, that uh, he was the one that was bringing home stuff like, you know, the Sex Pistols and the Dead Kennedys and Black Flag. And then, and then it was, you know, oh, well, this is, you know, even heavier than punk. Here's Metallica. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? So, um, but yeah, that was my, you know, cause I was already in the maiden and Judas priest and hearing this was like a whole nother level. So, and, uh, once I bit into that apple, I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> never. Uh, t- uh, one thing Dayton, I still remember to this day, uh, these guys would make, my cousins would make me mixtapes or they, they just record the, uh, these albums and, and give them to me. I remember after guns and roses, you know, I was warned, don't let your parents hear this because there's a lot of language on it. <laughs> I remember asking about uh, my Metallica Megadeth stuff and they were like, don't worry. It's so loud and so fast. They won't <laughs> be able to understand what they're saying. <laughs> so, you know, you could play it around them. Yeah. Uh, and they were uh, right. I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> a lot of, you, could, you know, a lot of times you really can't hear it, you know, and then when you do, you're going to like, I hope they didn't hear that. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, so before we get into the records, I have a quick Megadeth story. Okay, so um, I did go to uh, Catholic high school four years, but I'm feeling much better now. Um, so <laughs> here we are, my senior year, and everybody in the school that knows me knows I'm a headbanger, knows I'm into Metallic and all this other heavy stuff. So, so we're sitting there in religion class waiting for the uh, priest to show up. He comes in, sits down, starts talking, and goes... Would somebody like to tell me what uh, a Megadeth is? The entire class turned and looked at me sitting in the back of the class. And I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> teacher looks up, sees everybody looking at me and goes, Mr. Johnson. And I go, a death of a million people. And he goes, that's correct. And now what makes that funny is I wasn't smart enough to put the mega and death together. I knew the answer because of a Megadeth poster I saw <laughs> that had a definition of what Megadeth was. It said the death of a million people by nuclear disaster. Or a state-of-the-art speed metal band. I knew the answer thanks to Megadeth. So thank you. <laughs> but the fact that the entire freaking class looked at me. 
scared the shit out of me. Okay. So the first of these records we're going to talk about is uh, Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good from uh, Megadeth. Um, some album info. It was recorded at the Indigo Ranch in Malibu and Crystal Sound Labs in Hollywood during December of 84 and January of 85. Released on June 12th, 1985. Has a runtime of 31 minutes and 10 seconds. It's a very quick record. Uh, released on Combat Records, and uh, it sold over 250,000 copies. So what we're going to do is we're going to take turns. We're going to go Jeff, then John, then me, and we're going to list off our top three tracks. So, Jeff, why don't you give us your, your favorites? All right. Uh, no, In no particular order, let's start off with the, the Skull Beneath My Skin. Definitely love this list one. As well. Yeah, that's on my list too. All right, uh, it, you know, it's it's Vic's story, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> so what? So what do you like about that song? I think one thing that Megadeth could do better at, and I, I'm going to phrase it kind of weirdly here. <laughs> I, I think I think what they they could do a little bit better at is their lyrics, um, their their storytelling, if you will. I, I dig the fact that Skull Beneath My, the, the, the Skull Beneath My Skin is a story. It's kind of like the origin story of, the, of their mascot. And this is a time when metal bands, ha- you know, everyone had their mascot, you know, all the, all the good ones did, you know, right. um, thinking of like my favorite, Eddie from Iron well, Man, yeah. you know, absolutely. But I, I like that this one kind of told Vic's story about, you know, how he became Vic. And um, I mean, the just the the guitars on this one are insane anyway. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good metal song and uh, it's one of my favorite Meg- Megadeth songs. All right. All right. Yeah. It's uh, definitely one of the better crafted songs on the record. Um, it doesn't overdo the chorus, which um, is something that Mustaine does a little bit too often. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll mention that later. I do dig the, um, you know, the soul, how there's a solo at the very beginning. It's like, there's it's throughout drops in some solos throughout. So it's a, it's a lot of good guitar work. I agree with that. Um, it's a solid song. So no doubt. Mm-hmm. Anything to say, John? Uh, no, I think you guys pretty much covered it all on that one. It's exactly what, you know, so we were saying it's, it's, it's a story song. It's one of the few, actually, you know, looking at the lyrics of some of the other songs on this album, we'll get to that. In, in <laughs> um, it's, you know, there's a lot of storytelling on this album, actually, when you get down to it. Right. Um, but like you said, you know, Mustaine had a long way to go in <laughs> telling a coherent story or writing a coherent song. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that's probably due to the $4,000 worth of cocaine that they blew <laughs> <laughs> while recording this album. That's why they had to fire the producer. They couldn't afford to pay him anymore. Well, it was from what I read, it was a budget of eight thousand dollars. They spent four thousand dollars of it on drugs and 
meat. Yeah. And then had to go back to the record company for another four grand to finish the album. Uh, <laughs> say so. no to drugs, kids. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff. You got say, another one say, for us? Say yes to meat, though, right? Say yes. Well, meat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another favorite of mine here, Looking Down the Cross. Uh, two I'm, for two. Yeah. Two for two. Say, right. This might be a very short episode. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say I love uh, the solo that opens this song. Yep. It's just badass, man. Um, you know, and whether whether you think there's a a biblical connotation to it or, or, or you don't think so, I, I, I personally do. Um, you know, I I think Mustaine even once said, like, it's like it's Christ's thoughts, you know, what he what he imagines he would have been thinking uh, before the crucifixion and definitely uh a controversial take. <laughs> yes. But, but what? again, mistake being controversial yeah. never that never <laughs> happens. What? Yeah. What but again, this is this is one of those songs, you know, this is their first this is their first time out and I think this is one of the songs on the album that that almost makes you think it's not a first time album. It's Yeah. It just it sounds good. The I mean, everyone's clicking on this one and Mustaine is just shredding. So, definitely love it. Thoughts, John? Again, you know, it goes back to the imagery. It goes back to, for me at least, it goes back to this, you know, the vision the band paints with lyrics. You know, music aside, you can, you know, you can cover up a lot of stuff with music, but if you've got lousy lyrics, as I'm sure we're going to touch on here in a minute, <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, then, then you've got a shit song. So, right. um, but yeah, this one, this one was cool. Um, I had forgotten, I hadn't listened to this album in, I've probably listened to this album maybe a, maybe five times. Okay, I bought it. I, I bought it to, because I'm a completionist. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's not. I'll just go out and say it, it's not one of my favorite Megadeth albums, right? Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but you know, I could see the. You know, you could tell it. You know, this album was recorded at least from Mustaine's part this is all about revenge for him, man. This is like, you, know, you <laughs> kick me out of the band. Well, screw you, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to, you're always good with me. You're almost always going to go back to lyrics, especially when it's something that can be told, can tell a really deep story. Right. And I, and I can appreciate that. And that's what I appreciate about this. It's, you know, you know, be it, you know, Mustaine's take on Christ's thoughts on the cross or, you know, just another person that was crucified because they did that a lot. It wasn't just Jesus. Right. I know. Um, um, you know, just, just look at the end of uh, life of Brian. They're all over the place. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and always look on the right side of life. Um, 
but yeah, it's just, you know, if you can, if you can tell a good story and, and give me imagery, you're going to get me coming back. Right. And the song does that for me. Yeah. So, uh, this is, I consider this the best song on the record by far. Um, and I agree with the solo at the beginning. Uh, it's cool opening, uh, good guitar, solid guitar all the way through. Um, there's lots of different sections. So that's changing and it does it really well. It all flows together very well. And it shows that there was a, on this particular, like even to John's point, um, it doesn't sound like a song on a debut record. It sounds like, you know, they've been around for a while. They knew what they were doing. So this, I think this song specifically shows that Mustaine, when he's on, he can write a very, very good song. And this, I think this is the best one on the record. So. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Next song. Okay. Listen, we've been two for two across <laughs> the board. I think I'm about to take a hard left turn here. I am oh so boy. excited. Come on, oh boy. Hit us, hit us. <laughs> As John mentioned, you know, he hadn't heard this album in a long time. It's been a long time for me. And when I listened to it, I, I, this song in particular, I was like, wait, is that what I think it is? Uh, I'm talking about their, (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about the very interesting cover slash reimagining of these boots. Brain tumor for breakfast? Are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) I'm not gonna kid. Yeah, listen, this thing takes chances, and I'm gonna agree with what you said, John. This is not my favorite Megadeth album, Uh, (laughs) and the and it's short. There's not a lot of tracks on this thing. No, there's not. No, there's not. And I found myself kind of like you know, as a completionist, yeah, I I would want it in my collection, but it's not gonna get a lot of play. And I, I listened to it several times through and I'm thinking it's not great, but it's different. It's odd. And it's, and when I think about Dave Mustaine covering Nancy Sinatra, <laughs> it just blows my mind, you know, cause I, I wasn't ready for that. I was thinking, wait a minute. That, no one was said, ready for that. No, they, de- ready they, for that. they definitely made it their own, you know, they, they did. They definitely did that. So, and maybe, maybe not because it's, it's, it's well-produced and it's not the, the greatest song on the on the album uh, i'm putting it in my three it's just, just because it's different it's it's something you don't expect from the band and, right and that that i do appreciate that i i dig that that they did that so all right well that's all right my, that's could... my three <laughs> all <laughs> now, right so now the, now the episode's not so short right well, <laughs> <laughs> all right so john we've hit two yeah. of yours so what's what's your yeah. third uh i was kind of torn but I think I'm going to go with Rattlehead. All right, all right, cool. 
Yeah, and in listening to these, um, and I didn't get to listen to them a ton before the before this recording, but I was kind of struck with how you know. Obviously, we have the four horsemen and mechanics, which we'll be touching on here soon. Yes. But you know, on Kill 'Em All, we've got Whiplash, and on Killing Is My Business, we've got Rattlehead, which are almost again, it's almost the same. It's the same subject matter. It's about being in a pit. It's about going crazy at a show. And, um, you know, you can see, I, I got to think that, you know, Mustaine took some, you know, once he found out that those guys were using all his riffs, um, when they recorded their album that he's like, well, you guys take my riffs. I'm going to take some of your song ideas. And this is, this is essentially his version of whiplash. Um, and again, it's another song that it paints a picture. It's lyrically, it's not super duper great. Very few, very few songs on this album are, um, (laughs) but you know, I I was torn between this and I was in killing is my business because killing is my business touches on one of my favorite Marvel characters, the Punisher. It is a story about the Punisher. Um, so if I had to choose between the two, it'd be, it'd be hard, but I think for the purposes of tonight, I'm going to go with rattlehead. Ask me again in you know five years when I listen to it again, I might change my mind. <laughs> um, no, I like Rattlehead. I do. It's it's a good song. I I uh, I still think Metallica did it better, um, but we'll get into that. Uh, so yeah, uh, thoughts on Rattlehead, Jeff? I I agree with everything that John said. There's a lot of a lot of cross pollination between Megadeth and Metallica. You know, over the years, like hey, this riff is very similar to that riff or that's right. this. And that. so I get it. And uh, I think he's right saying that rattlehead is the Megadeth version of whiplash. Um, I like it. I dig it. it it's a, it's a fun song. Um, I'm actually kind of mind blown. Cause I, it, it just went right over my head that killing is my business is about the punisher who I love. <laughs> one of my favorite characters. So it's like, you know, in retrospect, I might want to go back and listen one more time, and maybe maybe knock these boots off my list. And, and knock these boots off. Nice. Knock, oh, yeah, I might want to knock oh. them boots <laughs> and add uh, "Killing Is My Business." But no, no, Rattlehead. It's a again. It's 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 a good song. It's a good Megadeth song, but it's it it suffers from what I think a lot of the tracks on this album do. It just doesn't feel polished. It doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah. Like it's ready. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's why you. that's why I can't revisit this album very much because the production on it, even I'm, even on the remasters, then which are a thousand percent better than the original. Oh, yeah. But they're just it's just well, it's rough. It's hard to listen to sometimes. Very raw, you know, because yes. yeah, most because you know, the production money went the, up their nose. Okay. Exactly. Uh so we've already mentioned Skull Beneath the Skin and uh looking down the cross. So and uh John just mentioned my other favorite, uh, Killing Is My Business, the title track. That riff alone is awesome. Just, I mean, it. John and I have talked about this before. Mustaine has some of the best riffs in metal, um, and this is one of them. 
it's a great song, you know, most of the time. <laughs> it it does this it does overdo the chorus. I mean, if you listen to this and listen to the end of the piece cells, it's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. really just the same, you know, let's just solo over the chorus over and over again for about 35, 40 seconds. And that's what the whole end of the song is. Um, that's like the only thing I don't like about it because after a while, like, okay, we get it, we get it, we get it. Um, but it's it's a it's short and to the point, it's it's nice and tight, but yeah, I, that that riff alone gives it bonus points because man, it's that's a great riff, great riff. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Mustaine and Hetfield pretty much are credited with with inventing this style of picking for music, you know. And I, I think I, I think we talked about it on the Anthrax show that there's a lot of guys that that do it, and some of them do it better. But Mustaine's probably the most technical guy when it comes to this type of stuff. And you, you get, you get flourishes of that on this album. You can see right. what he was eventually going to become in a couple of years. All right. Okay. Uh, let's move on to skippers. Uh, Jeff skippers. Honestly, I think um, it's the demo stuff that they, that they include. Um, oh, okay. I'm not going to, I mean, I, hearing it through one time and it's it's one thing to hear this album feel unpolished and a little bit raw and to hear a more <laughs> unpolished more raw version i just I, I, you know uh, not for me so so what about any of the finished songs no actually i mean right. aside from that uh, i kind of like it you know all right all right um even even with the you know um even with the storytelling, like, you know, like Rattlehead, you know, you almost wonder, like, is that a, is that part of the, the Vic story? And, you know, I, I kind of think it is. I like to think it is. Um, but no, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm not skipping anything else. I, I, I like the rest of it. All right. John skippers. I know one Jeff, of them. I'm, yeah. Or Jeff, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't have to apologize for what you're about to say. <laughs> there, there's a reason where they, they there's a reason they moved it to the last track on the remasters i cannot i just i don't dislike these boots but i don't like it either it's like what the hell <laughs> you know would the, would the album be weaker without it nope is it better with it <laughs> nope um <laughs> you know and, and they have the reasons and i've never heard what those reasons were I, i'm sure mustaine was like let's do something really off the wall that nobody's going to expect and because because quite frankly i don't like any of his covers i don't like you know yeah no you nice guy about yeah. that. i don't like his cover of no more mr nice guy i don't like his cover of anarchy in the uk i just that's all that one's awful yeah i i just there's and i don't even like the sex pistols so when you cover one of their songs and i still don't like it then you're just not <laughs> doing it right at all so yeah. um yeah i don't these yeah. they're not one of those bands that i think can do covers so mm-hmm. oh whatever but any other skippers besides there is there is another skipper but we're going to be talking about that in a, in a compare and contrast moment in a few minutes all right all right so then we're in agree uh these boots was one of my skippers too <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to thoughts and opinions and notes on this one uh overall jeff what do you have to say to kind of sum up this record I, if I'm summing it up, I'd say it's a great uh, introduction 
you know, like, hey, you're talking about Dave Mustaine. When I think of Dave Mustaine, I think of so much potential missed, you know, And, and, and drugs played a huge part of that. And I feel terrible saying it, but I, you know, imagine a world where Mustaine is clean and sober and never left Metallica. What would that have been like? And part of me loves the idea of what that could have been, but also I love Kirk Hammond. I think he's amazing. And so it's like, well, you know, look for the silver lining and Dave Mustaine's drug problem. It's, <laughs> we, Kirk, got two bands. it's Kirk Hammond. we got two oh, bands. Oh, we got, we got, got two, two bands. bands. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two bands. So uh, this killing is my business again. It just, if you're the completionist, yeah, you're going to put it, you're going to add it in, but but you're not going to listen to it often. I don't think it's, it's got one or two really good tracks and I would love to hear him go back into the studio and, and actually give us a remastered version because I feel like they recorded this. Like it's like a, like a high school garage band is what it feels like right, a yeah. lot of times listening to this a um, little too raw. So, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're wanting to listen to Megadeth for the first time, you're wanting to get into them. This is not the band. This is not the, the album I, I tell you to start with. I yeah. say, you know, Listen to something like Peace Cells or, you know, something a little bit later, you know, Rust uh, in Peace, past eight, Rust in Peace yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely Rust in Peace. Yeah. Um, and as you as you grow your love for the band, then go back because that's that's what I did. That's how I that's how I found this one, because I'll tell you right now, if if I would have if this would have been my introduction, I would have been like, eh, it's good. But <laughs> yeah, you know, All I don't right. know. All right. So here's a here's a what could have been moment. I just I read this recently and John might know it, too. Um, so before they actually, uh, recorded the rust in peace album, when, uh, Dave is going through his third lineup because he doesn't play well with others. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, had just hired Nick Menza, who of course played on with him for a few years. He contacts Dimebag Daryl. This is before Pantera was really anything and said, Hey, I need a guitar player. Dimebag says, sure. Uh, but my brother has to come with me. You know, of course, Vinnie Paul, this brother. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he said, I just hired a drummer, so that won't work. And Dimebag turned him down. So. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Gosh. Yeah. So think about this for just a minute. If we go back and he doesn't hire Nick Menza and puts that out there, you could have had Dimebag and Vinnie Paul in Megadeth. What a machine that would have been. That yeah. would have been just crazy. It would I know. Been awesome. I oh mean, my God. Wow. Right. Yeah. It's all about timing, I guess. I mean, not that, yeah. I mean, cause I love Marty Freeman and Nick Menza. They were great additions to that band. So I'm not knocking mm-hmm. that, but it's just the idea of those guys in the band together. Like, holy crap. Right. Yeah. Holy crap. I'm glad it didn't happen because. Well, yeah. Cause we got Pantera. We got know? Pantera. But yeah. yeah. But, but uh, you know, it would be, it would really be cool to hear Mustaine against, you know, like playing, with Vinnie Paul and Dimebag, but I think his his style of singing, his lyrics, or not his lyrics, but his style of singing, mm-hmm. I don't know if it matches their style because you know Phil Ensemble, he's got that gruff, you oh, know, yeah. more of a mm-hmm. shouter. Um, I think Dave Mustaine tries he tries to be more, uh, and forgive me for saying this, Dayton, because I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying he tries to be <laughs> more of like a like a um, a Bruce Dickinson, like he he wants right. to. He, he wants, wants to, to sing. Be a singer. Yeah. He wants to sing, but he's he's not. He, he's not a singer. No. You know, he, and there's actually quite a few. There's quite a few times on this record where he's like going, oh, 
know, like, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, looking down the cross. That's not even, you. Yeah. Yeah. Looking down the cross, even it, like, listening to it, I was like, this has kind of got a maiden vibe to it. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Like, right. It's like, it's yeah, like, it's point. like saying like, Hey, can you guys try to do, give us your version of Iron Maiden? See, that's, that's probably that's why it's my I, favorite record. It's the favorite song on the I, record. I, <laughs> mine too. That's, 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 that's what I would say to it, you know, cause he does, he tries, he makes an effort to sing, but it's, it's not his, it's not his strong suit. Right. No. And there's nothing wrong with that. All right, John, want to sum yeah. up uh, any thoughts on this before we get into the comparisons later? They're they're not too much different than Jeff's. You know, I, I don't think this is a good introductory album for a, a budgeting Megadeth fan. It's again, listen to some newer stuff. Listen to let's probably start off with Rust in Peace, work your way forward, and then jump back to this because you'll see if you do that, I think you will get to see how much he has grown as a musician oh, and yeah. a lyricist. Um People may argue whether or not he's grown as a person, but I've had the fortunate, you know, I've met him three times and every time he was incredibly nice and and cool to me. And, you know, it's a good jumping on point. It's a huge middle finger to Metallica. (laughs) It's like, you know, you guys, you guys stole my riffs. Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to steal them back and I'm going to play them faster and harder, which isn't always a good thing. Um, But, you know, he was the thing I like about the album. It is it it is the middle finger factor. It is, you know what? You guys kicked me out. Well, now you're going to have to deal with me. Right. And, you know, you can argue whether or not these bands are on the same level. They are not on the same level fan base wise. Unfortunately, they they both deserve to be on the same level fan base wise. But there are a multitude of reasons for that, which we don't have time for tonight. But. (laughs) You know, and, and Dave's personality is probably one of them at times, Yeah, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a great first chapter. It really is. But you also have to be willing to sit through that first chapter to get to the rest of the book. And the rest of the book is so much better. Okay. Well put. Um, And I do agree. It is a middle finger to Metallica, although they were, uh, they were touring in Europe, you know, and everything else with other bands. So they didn't see it anyway. Um, <laughs> I will say I was impressed with the fact that, you know, he gets, he gets the boot from Metallica. So in just shy of a two years time, he has to find a band, write a, a whole record, you know, get a, a record deal, record the record and release it. So he did a lot in a very short amount of time. And like I said, there's definitely parts of this record that are signs of how good he was going to get. And I agree. It's one that I have in my collection, uh, but it also wasn't one of the first ones. I mean, I, mine was uh, peace cells and then I bought so far so good. So what? And then it was mm-hmm. rest in peace. And I went back and went, Oh, maybe I should go ahead and get that since I have all the other ones. And that's what it was kind of like. So, um, but yeah, it's uh it's still a, it's, it's a decent debut record. You know, um, if you look at the ones, other ones that are coming out at that time, um, it's still pretty good. It, I, I think it would get you noticed, but I don't think it's great. I'm not going to go, oh my God, you know, like I still love Testament's debut record way more than this one. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, all right. Do you think, Dayton, do you think he just, do you think Dave Mustaine just rushed things? Like, you know, do you ever wonder, like, what if he took his time to find the right lineup, you know, because, 
this band, you know, the, the lineup is a revolving door for, for quite a while. Well, these guys were um, in the first two records. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Like, but he does, but it, he does that. He's on his what fifth lineup now, John. Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, I just think that's who he is. I don't Well, technically sixth since he booted junior. Right. So he just, I mean, I don't think that's, I think the drugs and alcohol were definitely playing a factor mm-hmm. on uh, his ability. And I honestly, I think if he waited much longer, he would have ended up even further behind Metallica. Could you imagine, okay. you know, trying to release this the same year they released Master of Puppets? Oh, no. The, you, you know, yeah, I mean, that tour with Ozzy, which, you know, made them, you know, which led them to their, a headlining tour next time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they would have just been, they would have been digging out of a hole. So, um, and I think Mustaine knew that he had to get it out sooner than later. So, yeah, I just, I just wonder what, what kind of potential does he have when he's got a solid lineup? Like he, he's got a, the band is more of like that family unit. Like they, they're, they're, they're always together. You know what I mean? Um, Cause like, yeah, yeah, this is an F you to Metallica, but at the same time, it's almost like he's, he's, uh, he's purposely walking around his ex with like the flavor of the week. <laughs> you know? It just, it's like, that's a good point. You know, <laughs> yes. just can't, you know, it's like, yeah, you might look, you might sound good, you might look good, but are you happy? That's that's my that's well. My thought on to be fair, Mustaine hasn't been, you know, he spent the most of the eighties, early nineties, not happy, and he said yeah. that in numerous, you know, until he got cleaned up and stuff, you know, and until he, you know, found himself in spirituality and everything else. He was because I was reading that um, a lot of other guys that met him in the eighties hated him, said he was a total asshole. Then that you know, ten years later, oh, he's the nicest guy ever. Now he's got cleaned up, you know. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I don't think he was going to keep a band as long as he was still messed up. It didn't. It wouldn't have mattered. So yeah, it's it's just weird because like when you think about it, yeah, he's he had a reputation for being an asshole and yeah. being difficult. But then when you see him in the Metallica documentary, I, I kind of I my heart kind of broke for the guy. I was like, man, this is kind of sad. Like this is he's a nice guy. Like. Now, <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> I got a question. For, I got a question for the both of you. Yes, because you, you know, you guys have seen Megadeth live. Mm-hmm. What's the live show like? It does it. Is it? Do you get your money's worth, or is it? Yes. Like, eh, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, totally yeah, we, worth it. We saw them on the big three in Columbus. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to actually go to the actual Clash of the Titans show and that got canceled on us. What's just don't make me cry. <laughs> we had but front it, row for that show and it got canceled. Oh, yeah. I remember you we were talking about, yeah. We were talking about this the other night when we went to see Anthrax, you know, that you know, we were saying I, I, we were like, This is probably the closest we've been, and then Dayton reminded me, No, we were closer at the class show or at the big three show, and I'm like, Yeah, that's right. We were right up in front of the stage and we stayed there for Anthrax. And then Metallica came on and the pit started getting a little, or I'm sorry, Megadeth, excuse me. And, you know, they came on and the pit started getting a little crazy. And so we moved back a little bit. We moved back a little bit. And then, you know, then when, you know, Slayer was going to headline, we're like, oh, we're out of here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At that point, I'm like, nope, we're going to the back. (laughs) I don't have a death wish. (laughs) But yeah, they're, they're technical, you know, if with the right lineup, I, I got to see him with the rust in peace lineup a few times i saw him with the lineup i've I've seen him with almost every lineup since and they are phenomenal live they really are i i argue i will make the argument that 
they're a better live band than Metallica is, but that's just my personal opinion. I don't, you know, a lot of people will disagree with that and that's fine. I just, I, I think they're a more technical band. Um, and they, and they, we've seen glimpses of that. Like I said, so. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and give it a rating. Uh, Jeff, what have you got for us? Choices are never again, not skip it. So you don't want to get making me make you mad. Never again, <laughs> stream it, buy it used, buy it new, or is it vinyl worthy? What do you say? I'm going to say only because I can get looking down the cross on their greatest hits. I'll say skip it. No, I'm sorry. I'll say never again. Um, it's well, just, okay. wow. All I right. Just, I'm just, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. You have your uh, there's, reasons. There's so many other great Megadeth albums. And I feel, I truly feel that they just continue to, they, they just got better as they okay. went along. Um, so I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I might stream it every now and then, but nah. If I if I if you're like if you know, you either stream it or you you never listen. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll know. <laughs> it's all just right. too raw and it's too unproduced. That's why. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, John. I kind of fall into the same camp. I've got to agree. Um, if you're a completionist, then by all means buy it. Um, but look, you know, otherwise, you know, like the, the good songs on this you're going to get on the greatest hits, like Jeff said. Um, but it's worth, you know, it's worth if you're delving into their back catalog, it's worth a listen because you, you know, your favorite songs are probably not, may not be the three or four that we picked, you know, um, you may be on Jeff's side and, and, and love these boots. God bless you, more power to you. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a streamer on occasion. Um, but if you're going to buy something, save your money for a greatest hits collection. Yeah. Wow, Dave, so- can you put a. Dayton, can you put a disclaimer that I, I don't technically love these boots? I just I just picked it because it's 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 out there, man. I'm um, gonna bust somebody's chops on something. So John's busting, yeah, he's busting my chops he's, on these boots, man. Like <laughs> because it's funny. All right. Uh, um, yeah. So I'm gonna, I, I respect your choices, Jeff. I really do. I don't I'm understand at my, them, but I respect them. I'm looking at my notes and I'm thinking, here's where they both go. Hey, that's really thought provoking. I, 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 I like your bravery and I'm not getting that at all. I, I applaud your individualism. It was a brave choice. Uh, yeah. Stupid, uh. but brave. <laughs> oh man. I'm just kidding. All right. So I'm just going to give it a bite used. Uh, there are definitely some really shining moments on this record. And as far as I'm concerned, you find it used for a few bucks you know, it's it's only thirty minutes long, and most of it's pretty good music. So, I think it's worth uh, buying it used. All right, moving on. Them all Re- uh, recorded May 10th to 27th, literally in 17 days. 1983 in Rochester, New York, at Music America. Uh, released July 25th, 1983. Initial run was 15,000 copies, but it sold over 60,000 copies by the end of their Seven Dates in Hell European tour in 1984. By 1999, it was certified triple platinum. 
It has a runtime of 51 minutes and 20 seconds. Singles from a record included Whiplash and Jump in the Fire. It was originally released on Megaforce Records after they signed the Electric deal, excuse me, the Electra record deal. It was reissued uh, with bonus tracks on it, and that's the copy that I currently own. All right, Jeff, you get to go first again. Oh. Uh, one of your favorite tracks off of Kill Em All. I'm going to start with Whiplash. There we go again. I was going to say, this might be. <laughs> this, this song. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is this is four guys in perfect sync. I, I mean, I don't care what instrument you play. I don't care what you. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like the drums are awesome. The guitars are awesome. The lyrics are awesome. The vocals are awesome. The, it's It's fast. It's mean. It's. But it's fun. I mean, this is all about just getting yourself in the show and letting loose and going crazy. Uh, you know, it, it's it's everything I want. It's everything I want a heavy metal song to be. And it's about damn perfect as far as I'm concerned. All right. John, want to respond to that? <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't disagree with any of that. I mean, right. there's a reason there's a reason why this song still makes their set list on occasion, if yeah. not on a, on a somewhat regular rotation. It's a damn good song, and it captures, it, like Rattlehead, it tries to capture the imagery and the feeling of being at one of their shows. And between the two, this one does a much better job, in my opinion. Absolutely, um, it does. Absolutely. Every now and then, you get those bands that do a song that incorporate the name of the band in the song it comes off kind of egotistical and like what the hell are you thinking type thing this is a way of them doing that without you know without calling the song metallica basically right <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean it, it, it's a strong song it, it's one of my favorites um yeah i i can't really add anything to what jeff already said all right now the drums sound awesome. Uh, killer riff. Uh, I, it, awesome opening. And one thing I love about it is not only is it uh, about being in the pit, but it, if you listen to it, it, it's like it's giving you whiplash. It starts, it stops, it starts, it stops. And, you know, and I, I like oh, yeah. that. So it's not only is it, um, you know, it, it it's in a style of the title. So, uh, yeah, it's a great song. And, um I, I agree with everything else you guys said. All right, Jeff, another one from you. <laughs> I will tell you the first Metallica song I ever heard was on this album, and it's called The Four Horsemen. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So what about this one? Again, just an an epic opening. I, I I love I love the you know I love the story of the song too. Oh yeah. You know, it's just again, you know, Metallica. A lot of their earlier stuff has like a, a biblical connotation when you think of this or like Creeping Death, right? But this one is just it, it's it's just metal the way I I want metal to sound like you know. And again, just like Whiplash, everyone is at the top of their game when they're doing this song. There's no, there's no weak point. There's no weak chain, no. weak link in the chain here. Um, I love it. Just, and it just sounds mean. I get that's, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I like to use that when I talk about, talk about some of these songs, but it's just a, uh, it's a good, you know, I, I don't care, you know, whether I was 15 or, or whether I'm 45 now, this one's on the radio. My head's going to start. Oh yeah. Know, mm-hmm. It's going to start rocking. It's going to, I'm going to start getting into the mood. So, yeah, this one always makes it. my Metallica playlist. Always. Yeah. All right, John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, a few words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Now this one was not on my list. Oh, okay. Only That's because, a little surprising. Well, only because we're going to talk about we're going to do a little compare and contrast. All right. All right. That's fine. the notes you sent out. So yes. So I kind of omitted it from that, but I'm going to go with a with a track that. Again, this is an album that I have not listened to that often. Um, I don't listen to a ton of Metallica, it seems, anymore. Uh, I probably should. I just don't. But I was listening to this the other day when listening to this album for for this, and it just struck me like, and I'm this sentence is going to give it away, and I'm like, holy shit, that's a bass? <laughs> Anastasia pulling teeth is just, it is incredible um it's it's a bass solo how many artists put a freaking bass solo on a debut album (laughs) yeah if you have cliff burton you do (laughs) yeah exactly that guy made that bass sound like uh, you know i don't know what and it's it i applaud the bravery in that you know because i i think when you know some kid in the midwest when they were trading tapes and got this probably had you know he's like all oh, what's this about you know he puts it on and i gotta think his mind was probably blown like my was when i you know i knew it was a bass i, I noticed the bass solo for the longest time but I'm driving and I'm listening to it and I'm like, holy crap, that is a bass. You know? <laughs> you know? And it's just like, it, 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 it's, it's just, it's just awesome. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. 
Jeff, your last one on your list. Last one on my list. Uh, always a crowd favorite when you see him live. I know where you're going. Seek and destroy. <laughs> That's on mine as well. That's on my list too. So let's all have a chat. So why, why Jeff? Why? I know, I know we're going to talk about this uh, later uh, as far as like tracks that you like to sing, sing along with the band to this one. This is one of the funnest times uh, in the, in the, in the set list, especially because James is always, every time I've seen him, you know, it's always scanning the scene Cincinnati tonight because that's that's where I've seen it. Right. I dig the fact that he, he brings the, the city into it. He, he brings the crowd into it. And this is this is one of those you know he it's a it's a call you know call and answer you know search in and then the crowd you know ten thousand strong is going to seek and destroy right and just the opening that 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 guitar at the beginning I mean <laughs> very it, cool yeah very cool very cool very cool mm-hmm. it's almost like almost sounds like like a super villains theme song or something starting up you know it's just <laughs> you're like all right they're not playing nice but yeah this one. Every time that I've heard this live, it just sounds fantastic. And I, I love it. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I'll respond to that. Um, it is a very cool metal song for sure. And as you said, it's great live. It's a wonderful live song. Um, it's everything you want from not only a metal song, but one you sing along to. So it's mm-hmm. it's a great one. And I'm, yeah, it's by far uh, one of the best songs on the record. And to this day, it's still one of the, better ones they do live so mm-hmm. great great tune john yeah seek and destroy seek and destroy um it's everything you guys said i can remember you know seeing them live um and when jason was in the band this was like yeah. the one song james would let jason sing that's right um mm-hmm. but also you know yeah it's a call and response and some of the some of the best rock and roll songs or metal songs are the call and response because they bring the audience and the crowd into it. But I can remember, you know, I've never been on the floor for a Metallica show, but I can remember, you know, seeing, you know, videos of guys on the floor. It was never happened in Cincinnati because Cincinnati was all reserved seating, but the, the pit just goes freaking and crazy at this song, you know, and it's, it's definitely like, this is when, you know, every concert hits that lull where, you know, the crowd starts to get winded, the band starts to get winded and they, they tend to pluck this into the set list at, the, at those times. And it's just, it's like, it just kicks the energy all the way back up. I, I think now it's a closer for them. I don't know where it falls in their set, but yeah, it's again, this is, you know, on a debut album, this is a damn near perfect song for a debut album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, John. Yo. 
Your list. Well, your list. Well, we we've covered <laughs> we we covered it. I mean, I did. I had Anastasia, right. seek and De- seek and destroy, and you know, whiplash. Oh, you so, had whiplash. Okay, all right. Yeah, the, there we the go. Only all other, right. Yeah, the the only other honorable mention I had was um, hit the lights. Yeah, only, only because it's it's again it's a strong opening track. Right. It's not it's not as strong as some of the other stuff on the album. But it's a good opener. It's like, okay, we're going to give you just a little nibble of what we can do. Now, just <laughs> ha- ha- hang around for a few minutes, and you'll get, you know, you get the full entree. This is just an appetizer. So, um, right. you know, but again, it's. It, I think my only downside to hit the lights is, it's the chorus is, you know, it's just hit the lights and then hit the lights. It's it's a little weak sauce there, but again, you're you're not really looking to them for like deep meaning courses at this time in their career. This was the, this was the aggression. And we're here to, we're here to show up, drink your beer, screw your <laughs> girlfriend, kick your ass and leave. <laughs> That's a lovely way to put it. No, you're not necessarily wrong either. Okay. Well, see, <laughs> no. uh, my list was, uh, yeah. Whiplash, Seek and Destroy and the Four Horsemen. So we covered them. Uh, skippers, Jeff, any skippers on this record? There are definitely no skippers on this album. Really? Okay. I don't I don't think I don't think there's a single skipper in this. And even when I see a casual Metallica fan and they see pulling teeth and they're like, Well, that's a bass solo. It's like, no, that's Cliff Burton. And it's (laughs) awesome. And you will listen to it. (laughs) Well, not skip that in my presence, sir. Yeah, I I don't skip that either. All right. All right. I I can't I can't say there's no there's no skippers for me, man. I, I I love this from start to finish. All right. All right. John. Uh, I think for, I, I do have at least one skipper and it's, it's metal militia. I don't, I just don't really, care for the, I don't really care for the song that well. Okay. I, I think it's the way he, you know, the way he has to fit militia into the chorus um, just as like borderline annoying to me. Music wise, it's a great song, but I, I don't know. It doesn't, it just doesn't, doesn't click for me that one. And, you know, Phantom Lord doesn't always click for me either. All right. Um, yeah. That's, that's one of those. I, depending on my mood, I'll skip. Right. Phantom and that, and, and metal militia is the same way. If I'm, you know, I don't always skip it, but if there is a, if there is a song on this album that I will skip, it's that one. All right. Now back in the eighties, metal militia was the name of their fan club. Yeah. I, yes, it was long time ago. All right. Uh, well, you mentioned Phantom Lord, my only other skipper, uh, Motor Breath. It, to me, it's like yeah. at times I like it and other times I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> it's I, I don't like yeah. the lyrics. The music's pretty good. But if I'm, you know, if I'm going to skip any of them, it's going to be that one. It's my, my least favorite song on the record. So. It, right. If yeah. I was tempted, Dayton, to skip, uh, I would probably have your two, your two, your two options there. Um, I think probably Phantom Lord and and definitely uh, Motor Breath you're like you're right you have to really be in the mood for them but yeah i'm always in the mood for metallica so <laughs> i'll listen yeah those two are probably they're at the bottom they're at the bottom of okay. you know as far as I'm agreed concerned. so yeah all right cool uh jeff thoughts opinions feels on this record outstanding <laughs> opening debut this is from even down to like the cover art of the album, man. It, you know, when I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, this, this is 
I'm probably not supposed to listen to this at this age, but, <laughs> but I was so glad I did. Uh, yes. No, fantastic. I was a, like I said, I heard the four horsemen. I became a Metallica fan for the rest of my life at that point, you know, which was, I think that was like, we're, we're talking about maybe 1986. And for me, the joy was, Oh, well, here's ride the lightning and here's master puppets. Yes. There's yeah. a whole, yeah. So I, my, <laughs> I mean, talk about being overwhelmed. Yes. With awesome metal. Been a Metallica fan ever since. This is a fantastic mm-hmm. album. It's one of my favorite Metallica albums. Definitely. All right. Wow. All right. So do we know what, uh, where this title came from and what it was going to be? I know what it was going to be. I know what it was going to be. Uh, we're talking about, uh, metal up your ass. I yes. believe it was going to be metal up your ass. The record company said, no way are we putting that. We can't sell it at Walmart. If we have metal up your ass in the cover. So Cliff got upset and he said, we'll just kill them all then. And they were like, well, I guess that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> so that's stupid cover is what we got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, uh, yeah. thoughts, opinions, feels, what you got going uh, very, on? Very strong debut album. Um, there's like, there's not much I can add to it. The, mm-hmm. than what, Je- the, what Jeff's already said. Um, you see a lot of potential in this album. You see a lot of, a, a lot of foreshadowing of what's going to come for these guys. It's ironic that a lot of the songs on this album were, you know, co-written by Mustaine. Um, and then he was given the boot, you know, they brought Kurt in. Kurt had what I think I read uh, like two weeks to learn the songs and then had to go in the studio and start recording solos. And he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So they's like, well, start it off like Dave would have, and then just make the rest of it your own. Right. You know, and, and it works, you know, I would have loved to have seen, like I said earlier, Mustaine stay with these guys because that band would be a powerhouse if they didn't drink themselves to death, <laughs> um, which was a strong possibility with these guys. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's incredible. It's, it, it is a great debut album. All right. Now, uh, obviously a game changer, uh, so much so that, uh, John Tazula heard their demo in the life to leather and brought them out from San Francisco out to New York, uh, to record the record. This was literally the first band that Megaforce Records uh, recorded. So that tells you something that he heard and said, wait a minute, we're doing this. So um, now the funny thing is everybody attributes this album to changing everything. But the fact is guys in Metallica were listening to Diamond Head and those kind of, the, you know, Venom and whatever that was kind of doing that already, but nobody in the States knew who they were so um but by far this is what kind of i mean it wasn't immediate by any stretch of the imagination but it was definitely the the step in the right direction um for metal uh it's a a strong open the first you know first song is great as far as the opening goes amazing riffs all the way through and of course you can't talk about this record without talking about cliff burton's bass playing because he was amazing uh makes me sad i think he's gone um and it was really really good focused aggression and put in different ways they took they took songs that had been partially written by mustaine and just made them better you know mm-hmm. sorry dave um and you definitely can hear what they were going to be on this record there was you can listen to this and go these guys are going to be something so it's a solid solid debut record for sure all right we're giving it ratings what you got, Jeff? 
vinyl worthy. I have mine right here. <laughs> I know you do. I, I, I've seen that, and I'm like, ooh, he's got, he's got it. No, uh, get the get the uh, you know, if we're saying vinyl worthy is the 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 pinnacle of it, then yeah, absolutely vinyl worthy as far All as right. I'm concerned. All right, John. I'll agree. All right, at three for three, I agree as well because I have it right here. No, <laughs> I just you better. <laughs> I I really wish um, my brother would have got the Megaforce edition instead of the electric edition, Electra edition, because to have one of those first 60,000, God, that would have been, uh, it'd be framed on the wall right now. Anyway, moving on. Okay. We're going to uh, do some comparing now. So here we go. Uh, which album made better use of the four horsemen slash mechanics riff? Jeff. There's only without one right a, answer. <laughs> without a doubt, it is Metallica's Four Horsemen. Without a doubt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they it was a better pacing. Um, the section they added where they basically list off the different horsemen is really cool. Yeah. They just did it better. So yeah, I I agree. John. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, you, you can tell Mustaine was probably coked up when he reported his version. What? It's, it's just I'm shocked. It's yeah, I know. It's just I, I, way, I, no look. It's, it's, it's way I, too fast. I you know I kid. I mean we you know we joke about Dave, but the fact is we are ultimately we are better that he got kicked out of the band because we have two awesome right. metal bands now. So I I tease, but I'm you know it's not yeah. that I don't like him. I do. I think Mustaine's awesome. So please don't yeah. mis- misconstrue my joking. You know. So anyway, no, no, no not at all. <laughs> But it's it's their version of that riff. It's just I was listening to it this afternoon to to compare and contrast those two songs because I've never done it before. I've never listened to them back to back. Right. And the fact that the Metallica is is a is a lot slower, um, but it gives it this heaviness that the Megadeth version doesn't have. Right. You know, the Megadeth version is you know, let's see how fast we can get from point A to point B. The Metallica version is we're going from point A. Two point B, but we're going to steer off here in the middle of the song for a second, like you said, right. and kind of slow it down and change the rhythm, and you know, list off the four horsemen. Then we're right back on the onto the on ramp and back on the freeway to finish <laughs> out the song. Um, Mustaine never gets off the damn freeway, never gets out of the, <laughs> never gets out of the fast lane, and and it's a it's a detriment to that riff. It yeah. really is. Yeah, you know and. Not to mention the, the oh my god the lyrics oh my god for mechanics they're so oh stupid. my god they're horrible <laughs> I don't know what I hate more about mechanics it's it, is it the 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 speed like the twice the speed or is it his his uh jamming just unintelligible lyrics that are just stupid into this song yeah, I mean, the, lyrics, the lyrics belong in a hair metal song i, I can see well, it's about, singing it's, isn't it it's, isn't it about uh having sex at a gas station yeah the yeah, yeah. the story goes the story goes because mustaine worked at a gas station and this is his song about the rich attractive women that would that would stop for gas and his fantasies about what he <laughs> could do with them <laughs> but the lyrics are just stupid i mean <laughs> I hate I I hate that song. Like I just I mean I don't know why I, I, that's that's strong. That, let me let me take that back. I don't hate it because it's still it's the it's the mechanics the horseman riff. Right. Okay. But right. it, it just bothers me how bad it is. You know. 
Right. All right. It's you like bold enough. To, I was gonna say, Jeff, you're bold enough to take a stand on these boots. I'll take a stand on these boots. <laughs> I hate uh, stand, this song. Stand proud, John. <laughs> I hate this song. I was looking at the lyrics. I don't think I've ever bothered to look at the lyrics, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, you're so much better than this, right? You, you were so much better than this then, but you failed to see it. And again, it's just too damn. I, it, they're a thrash band, and and I give them credit for saying, you know what, we're going to be faster than these guys, and they kind of needed to be. They needed to stand out. They couldn't sound just like them, but dude, take it down a couple notches, and you they, would probably it would probably would have worked a lot better. They were still. I think he was still being influenced by the hardcore and punk uh, music he was listening to prior. So, oh I, yeah, it's, it's like let's go 100 miles an hour, and like sometimes it just doesn't work depending on the riff. So. He's working um, too hard also because he can't keep up with the yeah. speed of the music. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, which album has the overall better lyrics? Jeff. Metallica, once again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When John mentioned uh, earlier, we were talking about Whiplash and about, you know, a song, whatever a song has the band's name in it. And does it sound too forced or does it sound like, like their ego? Absolutely not. You know, you know, uh, we'll never stop. We'll never quit. Cause we're Metallica. That's just, that's awesome, man. Uh, and when you think about mechanics and he's talking about his ball bearings melting from the heat <laughs> of the back seat, there, there's no contest. It's just, there's just no contest. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have to put that in my next promo. <laughs> <laughs> oh well i think we all agree kill them all just has the better lyrics i mean and, and, it does. and not, it's not to say that there's not some on uh killing is my business because like i said looking down the cross is, is yeah great it's a great song you know and killing is my business has good lyrics they're, they're i swear half that record has really good lyrics the other half is just like he was just putting stuff on paper you know so mm-hmm. um and it's not to say that you know hit the lights yeah, it's it is it's good for what it is, but you know, and like I said, motor breath. I'm like, yeah. Um, but when Hatfield, especially for the better part of this decade, was really good with lyrics. Um, and and here you can kind of see um the beginning of that. So it, yeah, I think it goes with Kill 'Em All. Yep, I have to agree. Yep. All right. There, there's flashes of brilliance, like we said, on Killing Is My Business. There really is. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot. There's a lot that Dave can hang his hat on on that album. You know, you know, yeah. Metallica have a they they paint a stronger word picture with this debut than Megadeth does. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I this next question after I even wrote it down was kind of stupid. Which album has better production? Well, we've already we've already talked a lot about how how Killing Is My Business is very raw and and if even there's like um there's only a couple times like you could almost hear the stuff they did with a producer versus the stuff they had to finish on their own. It's very inconsistent with this one with kill them all. You can hear the consistency throughout the whole record. So they just obviously had the money and, and they recorded a much shorter period of time, whereas it took on and off for two months for killing of a business. This one, a shorter time period. So anyway, we'll move on. Which album has the better anthemic or sing along, sing out loud song, Jeff. I believe we covered this one too. Yeah. You're yep. you're gonna have a great time in a Metallica concert, uh, singing along to Seek and Destroy, 
hit the lights, jump in the fire. You you're going to be able to sing with with uh, Hetfield. I can't think of a single song on Killing Is My Business that you can sing along with. And you guys, you guys, correct me here because you've seen them, you've seen Megadeth live. But I, listening through this, I didn't hear a single song that I thought that's the anthem song. That's the one that all the crowd is singing back to Dave or singing with Dave. I just didn't hear it in this in this album. I'll be really oh. honest. The times we've seen them, I don't think they've played anything off this record. I have seen them play Mechanics, and I've seen them play um, Skull Beneath the Skin, I believe. All right, that or, makes sense. Or Rattlehead. It might have been Rattlehead. It's been a long time since they've dug right. back into that catalog. But you know, Jeff, I'm I, I got to believe the crowd. If they put these boots into the set, the crowd <laughs> would sing along with these boots. <laughs> Wow. I, I, you know, I, I listen, I would because I at least know the lyric. They're, they're intelligible. So, oh, that was so while we're, hey, we, we're, we're, we're heading back to the parking garage and I'm humming, you know, the, you know, the, the slower Nancy Sinatra song and you're sitting there pouting because, uh, you know, I, I didn't get to shout out, you know, uh, mechanics like my, my ball bearings didn't melt. <laughs> so. oh my god okay <laughs> oh this is so much fun okay anyway <laughs> no uh you're i i agree jeff the kill them all uh has the better uh songs on there i mean you're singing along with seek and destroy and whiplash it's like if you look at if you look at uh killing is my business you're pretty much uh it's probably killing is my business because the only one that's easy enough to yeah. remember. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're singing along to the other one. So yeah, agreed. Well, you made a good point <laughs> earlier about how just it starts the the repetition gets boring. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. if, if Dave's shouting out killing is my business and I'm shouting back and business is good, I'm going to get tired by like the third time I do that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. All right. Opening track, which album uh, has the better one? Jeff. This was a. Cl- I'm not gonna say it's close. This one, I I at least had to consider. Uh, yeah, with, me too. With, with these questions, because last rites love love to death. It's cool. It's 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 unique. You know yeah. that mm-hmm. that instrumental it has to it, and it it definitely like the you know, it had been a while since I'd heard this album, and I, I was like, ooh, this st- this is starting off. It sounds like it, it feels like a 1970s horror film, and I'm <laughs> I'm into it. So I. I, I like it, you know. Right. Um, but it's no comparison against Hit the Lights. Right. It just isn't. John? Uh, I think musically, I like everything Jeff had to say about Last Rites and stuff. And like I said, having, not having listened to this for I don't know how many years when that came out, I'm like, God, I don't remember this at all. This is pretty freaking cool. But then it kicks in and I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Again, it's a, this is another one. This is another one that suffers from lyrics, in my opinion. But right. but yeah, hit the lights is a. I, I said it before. It, it's a stronger opener, and a lot of that's got to do. It's. I don't know if it's a better song, but it's a stronger opener. All right, um, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, let me ask you guys this: because uh, when I listen to Last Rights, I almost feel like it's you're waiting for the band to come out. And then right. the, the house lights come down and you just yep. hear last rites, but they're not on the stage. So everyone's like getting excited. Mm-hmm. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, I, and I don't know what they, what the, what their presence is, like how they do that. Cause you know, as far as I'm concerned and I, you know, maybe I'm being 
Um, I'm showing favoritism because we're talking about Metallica, but the way Metallica opens all their shows with uh, the Ecstasy of Gold, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love that every time I'm in the in in the in the house to see that. It just feels awesome, and you're like, "All right, here we go." Right. So does does Megadeth have that that here we go moment? Is it last mm-hmm. rites or is it something different? It's something different, and I'm not yeah, I don't remember what it is either. It's um, it's the bass line from oh, it's Pulling on teeth. Rust in Peace. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> yeah, it's on it's off of Rust in Peace. It's it's the bass line. Um, oh, that, uh, um, I, I, I. <laughs> you're gonna have to edit this. And make us look like we're not so stupid and old. But um, wait, uh, I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Baseline and spoken word where he's like doing a really shitty British accent. Don Patrol. Thank you. I I knew. How do I not remember that? It's the name of a friggin' local radio station's morning show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so disappointed. That's usually what they come out to, or at least in the times that I've seen them, that's what they come out to. Um, So, yeah. All right. I think it's a foregone conclusion uh which one we prefer. So, Jeff? Absolutely Metallica. All right, John? Uh, I would have to make it two for two. Yeah, me too. Kill them all for the win. So, John, uh anything coming up and where can people find your art? Uh right now I currently have some stuff on display at the Strauss Gallery in Hamilton. They're having a show called Deck, the Art of the Skateboard. I have two I have two decks there on display and you know, October 15th I will be the at the Average Joe's not so average comic and toy show in Lebanon. All right, Jeff, what is coming up on the Film by podcast? We this week we uh dived into another Chuck Norris classic for our limited series 1986 uh the Delta Force you can hear that now. And I'm excited because uh, we are finally going to tackle who I feel is a controversial subject matter. Uh, Michael Bay. Next week, we're talking about pain and gain. So, oh wow, interesting we got some, choice. We got some fun ones, and then and then we got a whole lot heading into October. So right, right. I I really enjoy the episodes where you try to defend bad movies. Those are my, my favorite. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like uh, sometimes I expect a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of venom from uh from dave or scott but uh sometimes it, it takes me by surprise i'm like wait why don't you guys love this movie <laughs> and they they will just be they'll be mean girls you know <laughs> that's all that's all i can say uh jeff you're always well you're wearing funny. your nostalgia glasses i love it <laughs> i know i know i need to i need to polish them a little bit i think <laughs> right all right uh thank you jeff as always I uh, appreciate it. And listen, uh, I, I appreciate any time I get to come on and talk music. And uh, thank you for taking the suggestion. All right, John. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. And Jeff, I apologize. For, but, you know, <laughs> you made it in my mind. You made it too easy there for that one song. But hey, to each hey, other, man, I, su- I support your individualism. I really do. See, my only Brother, problem with these. Fun. <laughs> my only problem with these boots is I hear him keep singing these boots. I keep thinking of Dora the Explorer and her damn monkey. So <laughs> that's a reference that's uh, lost on me. Thank God. I so, well, that's fine. Well, you know, he didn't raise a little kid exactly. during that phase. I did. So They're that's lost, all I ever think about here. Are you ready, boots? And I'm like, here, Dora. Are you ready, boots? So that's what I hear. <laughs> that's that's where my head's at when that song comes on. So there you go. Come back next week 
we're doing more Metallica. Uh, Eric Brock and Tim Brown stop by. We are discussing my favorite Metallica album of all time, Ride the Lightning. If you happen to be in the greater Cincinnati area in the beginning of October, come by and visit me at Sin City Con, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. It is three days of board games. It is a lot of fun. Thank you, listeners, for stopping by. Listen to what a bunch of idiots have to say. Do yourself a favor. Listen to more music. Remember, physical media is better than streaming. The Donkey Bay 77 podcast is produced and edited by Dayton Johnson, recorded with Rode Pod mics, the Zoom Pod Track P4, and edited on Audacity. Opening music provided by Eric Jason Brock. You can find him on YouTube and Bandcamp. Thank you for listening. So I think it's a foregone collusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, John, what's coming up on the A Film by a Podcast? Did I say John? I don't know. Did, Ask Jeff. Would, would you, wait, <laughs> is, is, I swear, I, I think I've been, I, John... I've, been, I've been talking so much about Megadeth, <laughs> I think I'm stoned. Uh, you want to try that again? I was like, wait, was I replaced? <laughs> John, what is on? A, what is coming up on a film? By? We're having a retrospective, it. in-depth look at the lyrics of these boots are made for walking. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, let's try this again. I'd like. Can I tell you about my art? Because I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where my show, my next show is. <laughs> Go right ahead. Oh man. Uh-huh.